What's up, though, Cal? How you doing? Big Good, day bro. for Notre Dame football. Big day, buddy. Yeah. Starting off the college what are you season. You're watching the game alone, or no? We're uh, me and Alexa's family. Alexa's uh, stepdad went to Notre Dame. Oh, so, really? Uh, By the big... way, congratulations! This guy's newly um, just got a fiance, just got engaged. Just got engaged. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So pretty exhilarating. It's good to get your heart rate up like that when you're out of the season, you know. Exactly. I I considered it training. You know, I was more nervous that uh, day than any game I've been in a long time. So, dude, right before you're about to drop to a knee, like right before, like you like you're walking, you're walking, nervous, you're nervous. But then when it's like, all right, like this is a spot where where you're gonna drop to a knee. Uh Oh, dude, my hands were leaking, blacked out after I was like. We're good, right? Like you said, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my that's god, that's perfect. Um, I hear your fiance is a lawyer, so you lose yeah. every argument. Oh, it's it's not even fair. Like as soon as it starts, it's over. It's just <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, you, it goes. It's not even worth it. I have to pick my battles real, real tight, you know. Yeah, and uh, last thing on Notre Dame, Nico just showed me the movie Rudy. We watched it like three days ago, and that's my new favorite movie. it's uh it's a good one we uh actually had the chance as a team to uh go to the movie with the guy who played uh rudy in the movie at notre dame and watched rudy with uh one of our kind of like uh little brothers on the team so it was was a fun time so it was cool dude that's actually unreal like you were kind of like the rudy i feel like after your first year fuck no one (laughs) probably expected you to take off like that but i'm gonna rip this intro real quick all right joining us today is my all-time favorite roommate he's a 2017 2018 best goaltender and mike richter award recipient along with a hundred more awards that he received he is an elite goaltender and an amazing dude entering his fourth pro season it is my pleasure to welcome kale morris to the buzz pod last Oh, thanks for having me, boys. I'm pumped. I've been looking forward to this ever since uh, we were roomies back in Norfolk. So it's... I mean, Kale actually made our website because he studied that at Notre Dame. And I was like trying to find someone to make my website. And I'm in the kitchen, like making calls. Kale's like, what are you trying to make? I'm like, a website. He's like, oh, dude, I can make you a website in five minutes. I studied that at Notre Dame. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? <laughs> my guy. Yeah, so still waiting to collect some royalties from uh, the merch you guys are getting done, but uh, we can handle that. <laughs> we can handle that off screen here. It yeah, checks in the mail. No, I I actually have uh, <laughs> 0.5% of everything. So yeah, it's about yeah. 30 bucks. I, I yeah, I'll, I'll be collecting soon. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, let's let's get it started from the from the beginning before we get into me and you living together and uh, the whole dog bite shout out <laughs> situation and Shouldn't living in all. Virginia Beach. But anyway, um larkspur colorado that's where you grew up and um your first season with the t-birds is 2010 11 on ep but it's only one game a one gamer and then 11 12 uh you had like 20 something games uh u16 triple a but can you talk about just getting into hockey why the fuck would you want to be a goalie um (laughs) first place and uh just all that stuff yeah, so uh, growing up, I actually didn't, didn't get into hockey until I was about 10. So I uh, played football, baseball, soccer before that. And then uh, one of my close buddies that uh, lived down the street from me, him and my sister were the same age. He played hockey. He was a goalie, and I was always over at his house. So just kind of 
fell into place there in uh first season made uh squirt c so it was a uh, off to a hot start first time ever you got the first time ever skated without the tryout were you the goalie were you the, yeah. the only goalie on the team yeah i was the last one so they had to had to give it to me good so, well that you took over the team you you were the yeah, guy and that was exactly your step in the guy right away yeah. um, <laughs> Crazy situation, it sounds like so then uh a couple years later ended up making the t-birds triple a um and then we had had a good team you know the 96 birth year in colorado was pretty strong so had a fun uh u12 14 and 16 year um and then did the whole junior out on to college uh but dude, Chicago Steel. I was actually looking at your uh were we there like the same year, different times? I, I my name's not on the EP, but your 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 team is legit the same team that I played with, like Marcel Godbout, Tanner Lazinski, all those guys, like it's the same exact squad. Yeah, I think I got traded. So I played on uh for the steel for a year and a half. And then uh after Christmas, like January, I think it was maybe a week or two after the World Junior A Challenge. No, I got traded. No. Yeah. to waterloo and then played a year and a half there and then went to college after yeah and waterloo i mean you tore it up in waterloo so much so that they gave you the a yeah that's like unheard of i mean you also got it later on but that's like unheard of the goalie to be an assistant captain did you have an a on your jersey or was it just like a he's no it was more just like a locker room thing so yeah that first year that i got there the second half of the season uh we had a really good run going in and just barely missed playoffs, but the team was loaded. I mean, we had uh, Tommy Novak, Brock Besser, Hayden Shaw, a bunch of just awesome guys and awesome players. Um, and that year coming back, it was kind of a younger team. So kind of took on a little bit of leadership role, which I enjoyed. And then kind of like you mentioned, I had another experience like that at school. So it was, it was fun to kind of have that uh, responsibility and kind of pressure and uh, kind of direction to lead the team however kind of the leadership group sees fit for each season you know so it's been fun the the head coach in waterloo pk o'hanley he's a, a legend in junior hockey what was it like playing for pk i loved it i mean i had a great time uh and great first impression when i first met him you know we went on an absolute tear i think we went maybe like 25 or 28 five and two in the last like 30 some games so we were just untouchable um yeah. to finish that first year so after that he's just like hey I'm not going to touch you. Like whatever you're doing is good, good with me. So you kind of have full reign there to kind of do your own thing. I'll stay out of your way as long as everything keeps working. So he was awesome. I mean, he was always someone I could talk to in the um, coach's room. I felt real comfortable having uh, talked with him after practice before, after game and stuff like that. So it was uh, cool to kind of start building a relationship like that with the coach. That That's really cool. I've heard stories the other way on him i heard uh one guy walked into the office and pk was sitting in his chair with his feet on the table didn't say a word for two minutes just stared at him yeah yeah no there is definitely uh if you're on his good side it was smooth sailing and then uh he didn't like you he wasn't afraid to afraid to share that so there's definitely some stories i've heard over the time of him just doing the stairs the one-on-one with the guys being pretty ruthless but uh I never fortunately had any uh encounters like that with him with my time so I was I was lucky on that side yeah that's good that's unreal when did you uh commit to Notre Dame um it was at the end of that first so my second year of junior so I was a year out of high school Mm -hmm. um it was towards the end of that season after I got to Waterloo and we kind of went on that run um, for the playoff push, I 
started getting pursued from colleges and stuff right around that time. Um, cause I hadn't really had anything before when I was in Chicago and then, uh, took a couple visits to, um, I think four or five different colleges and then just landed on Notre Dame and kind of fell in love with it. So Notre Dame is a sick school. I mean, how was your, uh, your first impression to Notre Dame, the campus is elite. I mean, I played a tournament there back in the day when I was young, um, but that's all I got for college hockey, really. But uh, can you talk about your experience just uh, coming into campus, being a freshman, welcome week, all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was actually the first uh, visit I took um, before I committed anywhere. So I didn't really know what the college atmosphere was like at all. You know, I hadn't really been around it in any any aspect at all. Um, so I got on campus, I was like, oh, like this place is pretty next level. You know, they, they put you up in the nice hotel, five-star basically on campus, um, getting wined and dying, you know, showed the locker room, incredible facilities, incredible staff and everything. And the, after that first visit, I was already like, yeah, it's a lock. Like, <laughs> I'm going to take my next three visits because the season's long and I want some free trips and stuff to check out. I ended up going to like Penn State, UNO um cc so i mean i still was looking but once i saw notre dame it was like this is going to be almost impossible to beat yeah um, and then obviously getting on campus and stuff my freshman year like i was so lucky with my classmates we had eight in our class and i mean we still talk every day we're we're going to pro camp on sunday and there'll be six of us there from my class so we're excited to all see each other again we stay really close but uh yeah i was i was super lucky with uh, the people i was around Dude, that's unreal. And that year was probably, uh, was it a tough year for you? I know in college hockey, like freshmen don't usually play a ton. If you're a player, you're in and out of the lineup. I don't really know how it works for goalies. Uh, you only played one game that year, your freshman year, and it was a tough game for you. Uh, yeah. You're backing up Cal Peterson, who's yeah. an NHL, everyday NHL goaltender. What What was it like learning from Cal Peterson and watching him? Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. So kind of like Nico was saying, obviously you go in freshman um, player goalie, regardless, you got to earn your spot. And there's, you know, upperclassmen who've been putting the work in for the last three, four years who have paid their dues. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a man's game. I definitely think going into college, you know, you're playing against 23, 24 year olds, you could be 18, 19. Um, so I think I was lucky to have the classmates because going to the rink and my teammates that year, we were such a close group that going to the rink, it wasn't terrible, you know, being the second, third string guy, it was like, all right, like I'm around my best friends. Like I get to mess around, like shoot the shit with them, go in the hot tub every day, like dick around after practice, play pool, ping pong, whatever it was that day, every single day, which really helped because obviously um, I only played, I went in the third period of the first game against ASU. I think we were up maybe 8-1 or something at this point. Um, so coach like, yeah, Kale, like going for the third. I was like, oh, hell yeah. And it was my second shot goes in like a screen from the point. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, here we go. And uh, that was the only game time I had all season. Because like you said, Cal was, uh, Cal Pearson was the captain that year of the team. So he had the C on the jersey. Wow. And, uh, like you said, he's like an everyday NHLer. So it was it was awesome, though, to kind of have him as my first um, like higher end uh, goalie partner. Yeah. Uh, just to learn from him, be a sponge around him. I mean, we worked out together every day. Um, we we sat next to each other in the locker room. We, we were really, really close friends. And uh, it was awesome to kind of see all the work that he did and obviously the success it led to him, too. So it was it was a fun year. 
and really made the best of it with not even really playing more than 19 minutes of hockey. So, well, yeah. being a sponge, you were because the next season it seemed like you learned everything that you needed to and put it all together. Well, first, actually, what was that conversation like at the end of the year? Like, what was your exit meeting like, and and what what was said to you? Yeah, so if I remember correctly, I think they were pretty pot. Yeah, Cal probably signed right after the year or something. So he was gone, but they brought in uh, Dylan St. Cyr from NTDP. And they're like, yeah, like, obviously, you didn't play much last year, but you were around, you know, you're the guy going into camp. But at the same time, like this guy's going to push you. And it's like, it's an open spot, you know, so going into that summer, I was like, all right, like, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a dog fight, but I wanted that because I knew kind of the best would come from both of us and we'd push each other. Um, and then going into that year, me and Dylan Saints here, um, we did that. I mean, our coach at the start of the year was like, yeah, you guys are both just going to go back and forth because the first, uh, I think five or six games of Notre Dame schedules, um, mostly non-conference. So we just went back and forth each weekend with just split weekends for non-conference. And we both played great. We, we were super close friends off the ice, which helped a bunch. You know, we uh, we were truly great friends, and uh, that was just a healthy competition. And then once Big Ten play started, uh, our coach was like, all right, Kale, you're going to play the first game, and if you win, you stay, and if you lose, we're going to change it up. You know, I want a healthy competition. And uh, I remember we went to Ohio State. We won that first game, and after that, we rattled off 16 straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> My fucking net. My net. Yeah. So we, uh, it was our first, first, uh, stint in the Big Ten. So it was kind of like we swept everyone the first series, um, just a clean sweep. Like we were just flying. I don't, I mean, we were having so much fun. It was going like two weeks without losing, three weeks. Now we're at a month, month and a half, two months. The boys are losing it. Like we're like, we're playing sick hockey. We are just finding ways to win every single weekend and we're partying hard, partying harder than ever. And our, group was getting closer and closer so it was just an absolute blur of great times but uh yeah after rattling off 16 in a row it was kind of my net from there on out but that never changed the attitude between me and dylan you know we we still stayed healthy competition battle had great time together on and off the ice so i think i gotta give a big kudos to him and helping me with my career and being such a great partner and i think uh, we can both say we learned a lot from each other yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I just want to read these off. This is hilarious to me that you have this this many awards. I only have one on my EP. You know what that is Got it this year. But What's that? Most pims in a league? Most penalized player in the ECHL. But this is what you won that year. <laughs> this is what you won that year. Um, NCAA Big All-Tournament Team, NCAA Big Ten Best Goaltender, NCAA Big Ten Champion, NCAA Big Ten First All-Star Team, NCAA Big Ten Player of the Year, NCAA Big Ten Regular Season Champion, NCAA Big Ten Tournament MVP, NCAA West First All-American Team, NCAA Top Collegiate Goalie, Mike Richter Award, NCAA Top Collegiate Player, Hobie Baker Award finalist. Yeah, that's that's a year, and it uh, it's a heartbreaker because at the end of the year, you know, we uh, lost an Addy Ship final. Uh, and I would have changed all those awards in for that because I know that celebration with that group of guys would have been memory of a lifetime, you know. But uh, it was a great year and a great uh, team year overall. I mean, we we were number one, I think, ninety percent of the year, and then made it all the way to the final and uh, kind of gave it our gave it our all. So it was a blast. If I remember correctly, during that run in the tournament, you guys went to overtime like a oh. couple of times. 
or like every time no nope. it was literally a cinderella story so yeah. don't want to take up too much time Remind i'll me. run it back yeah run it we back got the... so i think it started our big 10 playoff big 10 championship playoff we were already the one number one seed so we already knew we were in the tourney but uh, we were playing penn state and we were in an absolute battle with them i think it was maybe 2-2 with a minute left um we had a shot on goal like went wide going up the half wall our guy just turned spun threw it on net scored with like 20 seconds left that was to win the big 10 championship um semi-final that was when the big 10 championship semi-final then big 10 championship regular um one of my roommates cam morrison scores an overtime goal to win that then first game of regionals michigan tech yeah, we're playing Michigan Tech. We Not score bad. with, I think we score in overtime. Jordan Gross, like, had the point shot, seeing I win it. Um, who do we play in the regional final here? BU? No, I don't think it was BU. No, I actually think we played Providence in the regional semis, and then we played um, Michigan Tech in the se- in the second game? Yeah, because I think we played Providence and we scored with like 12 seconds left. Dylan Malmquist scored. Um, and then, yeah, then it was Michigan Tech scored overtime. And then at the Frozen Four, that was when uh, we played Michigan. We scored with like 30 seconds left. Um, maybe in the last minute or something, it was Cam Morrison pass it to Jake Evans and Jake Evans slid at five hole and skated to our bench and sell like crazy um and then it was in the championship game we were down by one against Duluth in Minnesota and when I got pulled everyone on the bench was like we're good boys like we've done it the last seven games in a row like we're not losing and then I remember the like final horn went and we we're like damn like we we actually lost it was crazy because that whole run, it was like a Cinderella story. And we were just like, there's no way we're losing. We're, there's no way we're going out like this. Like we've been through too much. And, you know, it just, it just ran out of time. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't get it done, but it was still one of the best experiences, best seasons, best uh, group of guys I've ever played with. So it was awesome. Wow. That's uh, very cool, man. I had goosebumps the whole time. Yeah, talking. seriously. Me too. Especially because it's like Notre Dame. Like that must be one of the craziest streaks ever. I mean, campus must've been buzzing for you guys. Yeah. It was funny, you know, going to big 10, it was every single home game sold out barn, you know, the band's buzzing, the, the, the buzz around the, the rink was just absolutely electric. Like we, we were just, you'd always look up on the board and it'd just be the number one ranked Notre Dame. And, you know, it was awesome. We were playing, Obviously, the big name schools every weekend. So the the student body was really easy to get around, uh, you know, Notre Dame versus Michigan games and stuff like that. So it was awesome. And uh, it was just great to kind of experience that with my best friends at school. You know, Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine. But after a season like that, um, I mean, if you were a player, right, like if you were a player, I'd assume I know I know, but I'd be assuming you'd have a ton of NHL deals. I don't know how it works with goalies, but after that sophomore year, like tearing it up um did you have nhl deals on the table and you were just like dude this is the best place best group of guys like yeah a little bit so i ended up it was kind of a weird situation uh the panthers ended up uh wanting me to go out for development camp and i was like no like i know i'm going back to notre dame regardless like i just even though i was 
I knew I was good at the college level. Like I had just played 30, 35 games, you know, like I wanted to show again and again, I was dominating at that level. And um, I knew another year with my best friends and closest group of buddies was worth that. And I knew kind of, we had unfinished business. And even though we lost um, a couple big players, I still thought we were going to have another really competitive team. And our whole class was like, we have this group, like we saw how fun it was when we were winning, like, let's run it back. Like we know we can win a natty. Um, and Florida actually flew me out for the last day of development camp. I sat with their GM up when like the rest of the guys were doing the three V three scrimmage and everything. And I was shaking hands with all their, um, developmental guys front office. They're like, yeah, like we're going to make him a Florida Panther. Um, like whenever he's ready, he's going to be ours and all that stuff. So I was like, I, this is kind of crazy. Um, and just kind of put it on the back burner. Cause I was really focused on was, uh, going back to school and, uh, kind of, winning a national championship to be honest and uh ended up going back and we had another another great year but uh came up short and then uh just came back for my senior year and by that point I had a leadership role which was awesome and we're not in a rebuild phase but we definitely had a a younger team um and then that whole COVID year kind of ended the college reign reign there but uh you know it was a blast overall I wouldn't change and I would do it a hundred times over and go to Notre Dame every time Super cool. And that year, so, I mean, the following two years, I mean, uh, you guys had success. They you went back it, to back. It was, it was definitely your net. Uh, back to back. back to back? Yeah, back to back. Been Big 10 champs. Yeah. Yeah, first year, I mean, back to back. Well, that was fun. It was, those those Big 10 championships are something that will always uh, stay with me, too. I mean, those, um, both of them were at home. They're both electric, you know, I mean even just the parties afterwards celebrating with uh, the big 10, it's a perfect trophy. You know, you can uh, definitely have some fun with it. So it was, it was a good time. That's awesome. And like once your, once your NCAA career ends, I mean, your senior year, you were the assistant captain. Uh, it was your net basically after your freshman year, it was your net till you left. Um, but when you, when you, when your season was over, uh, the Florida Panthers didn't call cause they, they had a new GM as he just showed me that, that, that GM that you had met wasn't there anymore. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't even realize that, but yeah, after, uh, I was done, you know, it was, it was just tough timing too, with COVID happening, you know, it kind of stopped all the, um, like the AHL on the East coast, there wasn't that opportunity to play after the senior year and kind of get your feet wet. And then the, the long pause until I think it was either January or February start after that uh, was just a weird experience for everyone. You know, it was, it was definitely interesting. So uh, it's just kind of how it all unfolded. But uh, I mean, once again, I'm, I'm happy I didn't leave early from school. I wouldn't have done it. Those four years were, uh, were awesome. And, and what was that deal like? Cause I saw, so your first year you played seven games with Rockford um, in the American league. And I'd love to dive into that league into that year but uh the next year you were in all three leagues um but uh let's just talk about like your first full year pro uh seven games and, and what deal did you sign was that an nhl deal that was the COVID. No. yeah the yeah so that was the covid year so i ended up signing just a one-year a deal um had the whole year in uh rockford it was a fun time i actually got to uh go to Blackhawks um, NHL camp so that was my first like NHL development camp you know skating with the big dogs so that was uh, definitely a cool experience um, and then that COVID year was weird you know we we were only playing 
in conference games. There was no real uh, playoff format. So it was just, I think, 20 game season, um, just 20 games. That's it. Nothing's really on the line except you're showing the league and other teams uh, what you're made of. You know, there's no championship. So it was definitely a weird season. But uh, the Blackhawks organization was great because they had a bunch of resources and uh, developmental guys out there. We were doing it was kind of a bagger. We were doing two days, you know, we were doing plenty of skates, two sessions uh, back to back and all that stuff. But uh, it was a great first taste of pro and I really enjoyed my time there. And uh, yeah, it, it was fun year overall and met some great guys. And then the next year, let's talk about this one, because this is sick. Like, I mean, obviously zero GPs in the national. That's unfortunate. But I mean, you were there and then uh, you, you you were in all three leagues, same organization. Yeah. So uh yeah, going into that second season with Rockford, uh, I think the goalie depth chart was you had Flower, obviously a starter. Then you had Lankinen. Then uh, Colin Delia was signed. Subban was signed. Uh, Arvid Soderbloom was signed. And then I was signed. Um, and a lot of people thought, obviously, that uh, Delia and Subban would both get claimed on, on waivers just because they're younger guys with lower cap hits you know and they have to clear waivers um to get sent down and so actually neither of them got claimed to start so that kind of pushed me down into um start the season in the coast um with Indy which I love my time there it's a great city awesome fan base you know there's some awesome group of guys down there too they they take care of their guys well um and then made my way back up to Rockford had some time there um, just kind of going back and forth, you know, doing that whole pro goalie lifestyle, you know, Dang, yeah. and change back and forth, just like, like uh, anyone getting sent up, sent down. So, and then after Christmas, um, came back, was practicing, flew into Indy, got called up to Rockford. On my second skate in Rockford, I was in the drill and the GM just banging on the glass. I'm like, what is going on? Like, we're in the middle of practice. He's waving, like, come here, come here. So I skate over. He's like, Hey, um, someone got COVID or someone went down or something happened. But he's like, you gotta get undressed. You're headed to the airport to fly with the Hawks to, I think it was Nashville or something. Um, they're flipping you to an NHL deal. Like you're on the taxi squad or something. So I'm like, don't even have time to think I'm in my gear. I signed the iPad, um, get off. Let's the go. Let's yeah. It was crazy. Like, I was like, what just happened? Get undressed, call my agent. He's like, yeah, you're good to go. Like, head to the airport we can chat about later um so then get the meet the guys at the airport fly in nashville and then fly back it was just like a day game or something flying with the boys yeah yep on the team plane everything was fun and then ended up uh being on the taxi squad for probably a month month and a half so skating with the guys being around the group um just seeing that nhl lifestyle is awesome you know it's a it was a fun experience for sure and then uh I might have been sent down and then called back up the last time and uh, something happened where either someone was sick, questionable COVID test or something, but I ended up backing up a game in Nashville. Um, and I remember, I think Nashville scored twice in the first like two or three minutes. I'm sitting in the tunnel. And I'm like, oh boy, I feel my, <laughs> my heart just banging through my throat. I'm like, oh man, oh man. And then uh, the boys rattled back and I think they competed, maybe even pushed it to overtime or something. But uh yeah, it was a fun experience. You know, I I got a little cup of coffee in all three leagues in a span of six or seven months. And uh it was it was a crazy experience for sure. 
That's awesome. And then, um, so then the next season, uh, you you signed with the Chicago Wolves, and that's when me and you got to play a little bit together uh, in Norfolk down there, which you shouldn't have been there. And I know, like, a lot of people look at stats and stuff, and that's why Z, before the pod started, he asked me, like, how is he? Like, is he a good goalie? I said, dude, this guy is fucking elite. Like, people don't even know. I, I don't know. I guess people don't, like, watch the games or something. If they just look at the stats, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, he's having a tough uh, start to his pro career. But, like, man, like, you are dialed. Like, there's, I don't think I've played with a better goalie, like, you know, as Dude, of oh, my tires. I mean, I'll slip you the 20 off screen. No, no. But seriously, to be honest with you, like, it was unbelievable to me how you were in the ECHL and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going down in the coast with like contracts and whatnot. And that kind of decides who plays and all that. But I just remember like you would get a game, you would get a shutout and then you wouldn't play the next three. And then you'd get a game you'd win and you wouldn't play the next five. And I was just like, this makes no sense. You know, like, do we want to win games? Um, so I know like there's a lot of politics in this game and hockey and stuff, but, uh, I just really wanted to get that in there because you're fucking elite, bro. And I want to talk a little bit about, uh, just us being able to live together. I mean, you're my favorite roommate, my wife's favorite roommate, uh, especially after that day that you organized the fridge that like won it over with my wife. <laughs> but, uh, let's talk about the dog bite. I mean, this guy got attacked by a dog and then went on to play that night and got a shutout. What? Yeah, it was wild. Where did you get attacked? Um, Where, yeah, t- how the fuck did you get attacked by a dog? So me and Blash, we lived uh, in Virginia Beach, probably like half a mile from uh, what's the store down there? Um, half the a mile store. from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what it's called, but uh, just the grocery store. So I normally walk whenever we have uh, like Saturday home games. I normally walk to the grocery store just to get my meat and then come back and cook my pregame meal. Motion is lotion. Um, I'm just exactly, you know, get the body going. If I don't skate, like I don't need to pre-game skate anymore. We've, we've done that plenty of times. So I uh, got my walk in and was walking back, just literally carrying a bag of, I think maybe pesto sauce and, uh, some just chicken breast. And I'm walking back and there's this big, like, I don't even know, like German shepherd on this porch. And I'm walking and like, I'm friendly with dogs. I love animals. Like didn't even look at him next thing you know he busts through the gate and starts barking at me and like up me so I'm like just keep walking don't even interact with him and he jumps up and like bites my hand and I like kind of like turn away like kind of body him but just like turn my back and keep walking and I look down at my hands like bleeding obviously it's not like a huge dog bite but like blood's pumping I'm like holy shit like it's a German shepherd like that's a big dog if he wanted to like he could have took me to took me a couple rounds Oh, man. Um, if I get back, like Blashes in the um, kitchen, I think Sarah probably made him pregame like she always does because this guy's useless in the kitchen. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, true too. Um, yeah, I get back. I'm like, dude, like I just got bit by a dog. Like I'm like rinsing my hand off. I'm like bleeding. I'm like texting my sister who's a vet tech and texting my other sister who's an ER doctor. I'm like, am I going to die? Like, do I need to get like rabies shots or something? They're like, no, you'll be fine. My heart's pumping. I don't even know if I can pregame nap that game because I'm just like, holy shit. Like, obviously, I never get attacked by dogs. So this is kind of treading uncharted territories here for me. Um, end up going to the game, you know, still just heart rate's buzzing. You can't 
calm down after something like that. And uh, I think we were playing Nufi, who's pretty good in the, the coast. They're pretty, pretty deep there up in Canada. And I think we won like two or three nothing. And Blash is like, you're a dog. Like, you can, nothing can keep you down. Like, fuck that dog. Like, yeah, yeah, I got a pizza, pizza after the game. I wrote a shot yeah. mojo. Like, <laughs> yeah, he left me pizza. That's his trad post game meal there in the coast. Just a couple slices. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Not I even mean, the full, not even the full box. I ate like most of the pizza and I left yeah. like three slices. Yeah, <laughs> my dog. That was my team. I was called up that weekend or else I would have been there. But Yeah, exactly. Thanks for playing a part in that whole uh, story then. You made it work. Dude, <laughs> no, but that was that was actually such a crazy story. Like when we were there, just you walk into the – it's game day. The starting goalie walks into your house and he's just like, dude, I just got attacked by a dog. He's yeah, I'm like, bro, like what do I do? Like I just got attacked. He's like, like I've been scratched last five games. I'm finally balloon. playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. man. But, but the uh, soul, you got to play with uh, Heli a little bit, huh? Oh yeah, man. Helly the goat. I love, I love Matt Hellickson. That guy is an awesome individual. He, so me and him had this thing. Um, so I think he was only a year below me. So my sophomore year, so obviously he's a defenseman shut down. Like he was my dog. He was one of my ride or dies. He would write in my stall, like the castle and then sign it. And he's like, I am defending the castle tonight. And he would go to battle every single night. And like, that guy's just my dog. Helly is one of the best dudes I know. So dude, I, I, the Marlies re-signed both of us and I'm so pumped. Well, it's uh, like the Marlies are freaking Notre Dame freaking pipeline. For a little it bit. is man. Dude. Notre Dame, Northeastern and Boston university. Yeah. Harvard and Harvard. Yeah. That's it. Just feed Good them. Course. They're feeding them. That's it. They have at least one, at least like three of each. Yeah, that's hilarious. No, but Helly's Hell a great dude. He's a man. But uh, we obviously had some great times down uh, in Norfolk. But could you talk about, like, just being up and down again this season? I mean, obviously, it's a battle. A lot of guys do it. But uh, it's definitely a battle. And you lived it. And a funny story that Sarah reminded me of, I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. But when you got called up one time and you thought it was, like, for good, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think everyone thought it was for good, like the coaches and everything. So they moved someone into your room, like maybe two days after you got called up, they moved uh, Fedulov into your room yeah. and, and uh, you get sent back down like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so you're coming down. Fedulov's got to move out the day after he came in and they sent him an address to go to. And I guess it was the wrong address. So yeah. the kid like parked his car at this house. And he's like, oh, this is like the new house I'm living in. So he goes in like to see if any of the boys are home, like to see what room he's going to take, you know? So he goes in and he walks around this house like nobody's there. He's like walking around the whole house. He checked every room like to see like which rooms open. He's like, none of the rooms are open. He gets out like he calls the guy like, hey, like none of the rooms are open. Like, you know, the guy like checks the address. Oh, shit. That's the wrong address. <laughs> it walked around a random person's house like could have got shot. Yeah, walked in, walked around a random person's house, yeah. checked every single room. Yeah, <laughs> that like, was one. I I mean, this last year in Norfolk, I mean, we could do a whole Netflix do documentary on some of the stuff oh, that yeah. went down that season. It was a hilarious year on and off the ice. Like it was some of the funniest memories I have in hockey with that group of guys. They were just <laughs> absolute clowns. And it was almost at some point you'd look over and like try and find the camera and be like, I've got to be getting punked right now. Like this can't be serious so were you it was uh 
it was a blast but yeah actually my first experience with Norfolk we were uh getting ready for I think a 21 day road trip so it was an absolute battle um and this was the start of the year I think we were like 0 and 7 0 and 8 like we were in the dog days already two weeks into the season <laughs> um and I get called up and all I have is a suitcase that I packed for three weeks so it wasn't a lot and like I get called up to Chicago and within, I think two days, they had moved someone into my room in Norfolk, even though all my stuff was there, my car, everything. Like I was like, okay, like, all right, I guess we're just sharing rooms now. Um, and so I ended up having uh, Denny, one of the guys down there, pack up my stuff and I ship my car to my girl's place in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, going up and down was uh, a f- interesting experience. Cause I had a lot of great uh, teammates on both um teams but it was it was definitely a toll you know they they weren't easy travel days getting sent back up and forth and I mean blash and so I'm sure you guys know the the wear and tear of travel um and the coast and then the a you know it's it's a long season so when you add on a couple extra trips getting sent up and down moving in and out of houses living out of a suitcase for uh months at an end it uh it was a drag, but you know, that's pro hockey. It's uh part of the grind. I love it. And uh, you know, it's all worth it because of the guys that you get to spend it with, you know, Blash. It was an absolute time. I would I would play with on any team that you were on just if we could live together. Even though, <laughs> you know, you got a full full uh pack now with uh the dog, the baby, and Sarah, obviously. So uh I'd still try and move in and be a part-time nanny or something. Uh just yeah, dude, again, I mean- bro. So you know, once your head hits the pillow, you're the safest guy in the neighborhood. Exactly. That's the thing too. Like <laughs> it was like, whenever we'd ride together, it's like, Oh, like, okay. Like we're kind of in- invincible here because black <laughs> is a psycho. And if anyone even looks at me, like he's got my back. So. <laughs> Damn uh, right, dude. Damn right. If there's, yeah. you know what, if we ever play together again, which I hope we do, uh, that's, I'll put that in my contract. Like I want my own apartment unless Kel Morris on the team then get me a three bedroom and he's living in there. Dude, that's all we need. A nice little three bedroom, you know, like I can keep the fridge running tight for Sarah, you know, it's uh, a game. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. But uh, dude, well, you'll be in the American league. So I'll work my way up there. (laughs) I'm going to go organize the fridge. I also, I also also talked about, talked to a peaker a little bit and uh, we covered a lot about what he mentioned. Like he mentioned the goalie battle you had your sophomore year and the, 16 game winning streak he said you're awful at golf but you think you're really good um which is a good chirp for right now hopefully you guys play golf together tomorrow yeah we will. Um, we already have that in the schedule there so awesome we'll awesome so there's a little but he's been golfing a ton too so be Honestly, ready. Yeah, he's a sandbag he's, he's a <laughs> but uh you also said that you uh I, I i don't think this is true because i think you're an actual genius but he says you thought you were a genius but you really just mooched off kale burke Oh, Cal, no, me and Berkey were the one-two punch. He was definitely 1A, but I was a I was a smooth 1B. And then, I mean, C, Peeker's a, a DC, <laughs> DM analyst kind of guy. So he's, uh, I mean. He's trying to bring you down with him. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was, uh, I actually should be getting royalties from him too for helping him pass college. So You uh, should, dude, you should. And what was it like having like Peeker as a captain? Because I grew up with Peeker and. Uh, growing up on the same team, he's a quiet, quiet dude. Um, I find, obviously, as he's gotten older, he's come out of his shell more. Uh, obviously, especially now, he's in the national. Um, but he's just a hell of a guy, hey? Just an awesome dude. He's an awesome dude. He was a, definitely a, 
a guy's guy, you know, but he uh, had this quiet confidence about him at, at school. And, uh, you know, he didn't have to speak up too much, but when he did, you know, uh, it was time to listen up, but, uh, he was a great captain. It was obviously fun to have him as a captain in our class, just because we could, you know, he was un, he was like, nothing was off limits in our, our class. You know, we were so ruthless and gutty with each other. So we would let him know, like, if he fucked up anything, any part of his speech, like he knew he was going to get it. Like every opportunity where he was being a leader in a role, like he knew he, he had uh, the eyes on him from my class. Cause we were going to roast him no matter what he did. So, uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I love Fieker and he was a great captain. I'm pumped to see him next week. Dude, that's unbelievable. You guys better be sending me some snaps. But um, what have you been up to this summer other than getting engaged, tying the knot, marrying a lawyer? How you doing? Uh, what what else? What else have you been up to? Um, just uh enjoying summer. You know, I had a couple weddings, um, been in Pittsburgh for the most of it. I'm headed back to Colorado here in uh, two weeks um to kind of ramp up things with my group there so uh no it's been a good summer um everyone's been healthy so that's nice you know uh training's been going well had a good skate actually uh skate with cooley last week oh um, sick dude that's my guy too yeah he's he's still an idiot he's looking like a middle linebacker guy's looking thick i love it <laughs> dude it's that corner weight he's a dog oh it's that low center of gravity he's going to use it to his advantage this year so everyone watch out for him yeah, he's a gamer, but watch out for you. Seriously, like if there's any AHL GMs listening to this, like you need a starting goalie or any NHL GMs that are looking for a guy to have in the pipeline, this is your guy. You got anything else? No, man. Thanks for coming on. Honestly, yeah. this, this is great, dude. Your your perspective is uh is awesome, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Just so right. everyone knows, this guy's a goalie. Is that <laughs> it's the most normal goalie I've ever met? Like he's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks for Anyway, speaking it. of dogs, Lenny fucking misses you, man. He's he's always like, "Where's Kale?" Lenny. Hey, my guy. Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, brother, thanks again. I know you got to watch that Notre Dame game. The boys are buzzing right now. Let's go, Rudy. There it is, fellas. I appreciate it.